Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Muck and Meyer 2021 Montgomery football season recap. And Keith Glock, Brandon Fury, and joined by wide receiver extraordinaire Mark Jenkins, wide receiver one. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing all right. How about yourself? I can't complain. I could, but no one would listen anyway, and nobody really cares. So uh, in any event, I'll start this off. I'll tee it up uh, to you just the same way that I, I did to Brando and to Benitez in our two episodes previous to this. You've now had uh, a week or two to kind of decompress from the football season. And as you just like look back on the season as a whole, where does your brain go first? Um, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing for me right now, uh, Fridays are like lonely for me now. Like I, I'm happy with everything that happened during the season, but like, it's just tough now for me. Like, like my grandma was texting me on Friday, like saying she missed the games. It was just, it's been tough. Weird. Brandon, same for you. I mean, the other day, I feel like it summed it up the, the whole thing when I was like, well, when can you do it? And you're like, well, I got nothing but time now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, it sucks, but yeah, it's, it is what it is. It's part of life. All good things, unfortunately, must come to an end. So that's what we're dealing with now. You know, so Mark, you, you know, are starting to get a little bit of, uh, of D3 football interest, uh, you know, from some, some folks, you know, around the local area uh, to here. And, and D3 football recruiting is a little weird like that. Uh, it's like the latest like with, with recruiting happening so early in like almost every sport, it feels like T3 football is one of these ones that's kind of like a relic to throw back to the past. Um, for you, and I don't want you to like, I'm not trying to put pressure on you to say like whether you want to play football or you don't or any of these, these things. Because I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that going into this season, you didn't really think college football was going to be in your future. And, you know, maybe this is like the Montgomery in me where everything feels like our community is like, let's hurry up and run and be the first person to commit to, to do a thing here or there. I'm going to take the SATs in fourth grade. And, you know, like the, the, <laughs> the, the nutty stuff that people think that like on some insane level an insane human being level, it would be like, Hey, one of our best players doesn't want to play college football. I think that that would turn heads to some people in our community to say like, well, then why is he even doing it? Like, Tell me about, you know, your, you know, not only senior season, but I guess like just your approach to, to playing football and, and kind of doing it because you love doing it and not because you're trying to win this prize. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like as a little kid, you know, I, I had dreams being in the NFL like every, everyone else or. Sure. Um, yeah, but I mean, as I got older, I, I didn't really have the size, obviously. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of playing time. I mean, I started on defense, but last year but I've always wanted to be more of an offensive player uh so I finally got my time to shine uh my senior year and now it's kind of just approached me and it's like wow I could actually you know maybe have a chance at something even if it's just a small school um so I'm looking at every opportunity I can get and uh you know I'm, I'm excited to make this decision the the notion of multi-sport athletes has largely like it's it's not things aren't like they were back in the day i want to say at a place like that's as big as montgomery i think in like the small school community 
where there's just not that many kids in the school, you have a lot of multi-sport athletes um, that play two or three sports. Um, back in the day, you know, when I was in, in school, like most everybody who was a star player played two or three sports. Um, and so you're a little bit more of a throwback, you know, to that, you know, as you approach, uh, you know, a season off, but then, you know, coming back to play baseball, talk about, you know, the differences that you've seen in being a multi-sport athlete versus the guys that are just focusing on one or the other and take that any way you want from like a, a training perspective an attitude perspective, anything. Yeah. The biggest thing probably would be the training perspective, because I mean, obviously someone who's only playing football, they can work their whole off season through the winter, through the spring, through the summer and do everything they got to do. But, um, for me or for anyone else who's playing another sport, obviously you're going to have to focus on that sport when the time comes. So it's harder to, to perfect your craft in one specific area when you're trying to do both. So what now just height and weight wise, what are, what are you going right now? Uh, right now I'm about five foot eight, one fifty five. Five eight, one fifty five. So now you're not exactly as uh, huge as the, so I'll call him self-proclaimed because that's how it was described to me. Okay. So when he listens to this, I hope I'm not going to be the one that gets in trouble. Uh, the self-proclaimed very good starting offensive tackle at five, 665 pounds. That was your dad who played at the wrong St. Peter's. He played at the St. Peter's in New Brunswick and as a St. Peter's prep Jersey city graduate, I will call it the wrong St. Peter's, uh, happily. Um, no thought of, of following in dad's footsteps and playing on the line, huh? No, not really. I mean, I've always wanted to score the touchdowns, but he, he always brought me up, telling me about that, telling me about how his technique was so good. So, uh, his technique I mean, I better like have been good at five, six, one sixty five. Yeah. But I, I like to think that I, I, I kind of got some of that from him, even if it's not on the line. I, I like to think that I took that to the receiver room. Yeah, I, I would say so. But I, you have told me that his sport was baseball, even though as, as a de, you know, good and decent of a football player as he was, uh, that's kind of where maybe you feel like you got a lot of your baseball roots from. Yeah, definitely. And he was a center fielder, and I, I just started playing center field last year. So uh, it, it's cool to talk to him about, like, how the game has changed since he was younger and, like, it's just things like that and him giving me tips and stuff. And uh, he, he actually, since I, I didn't really play in the outfield earlier in my life, uh, so he's actually been really enjoying that uh, I finally got to play out there now. I'm sure. Uh, is there a parallel between tracking a baseball and tracking a pass? Um, somewhat, yes. Uh, center field is a lot like playing free safety, uh, which I think is why I'm a good center fielder. But uh, the thing is, playing center field it's different in ways because you can just camp under a ball and you don't have to necessarily go up and jump up for every single ball uh and coach Sano was getting on me for this a little bit during this season uh for kind of sitting back at safety and, and waiting for the ball to come to me as if I were playing center field rather than trying to go up and, and pick the ball off which uh on one or two plays specifically kind of hurt me there because I wasn't able to get the pick on that on those specific plays but there's definitely some similarities, but also some differences. You made, in my opinion, uh, and other guys <laughs> might object, I think you made the play of the year 
this year. Your diving touchdown in the back of the end zone was as fantastic a catch as we've seen somebody make. Uh, I mean, certainly in recent memory for me, you know, at Montgomery, um, take us through that play specifically. Um, how and and where I'm interested in is how in the world after you've run that far do you have an understanding that you have like four inches left to go and still get a a foot down on that play? Yeah. So that was a pretty wild play. Uh, So actually, let me correct you. It it was my shoulder that, that landed inbound. So it, it, I didn't have to necessarily use my, well, I'm sorry. You ran about seven zip codes and I could barely see you from from where you were. That's how far you freaking ran. Yeah. So uh, I believe it was, it might've been a third down. Uh, so we were trying to take a shot and get the first at least. Um, and I actually ran a bad route. I was running a corner and I, I took an inside release, which I, you're not really supposed to do because then the defender is between you and the sideline. But I was able to, to get back on top of him and make my way to the corner. And I saw the ball out of uh, Mike's hand and I was like, wow, that's pretty far away. So I, I was just running as fast as I could. I saw it. I was like, oh, am I going to get there? And I just I, I just laid out naturally. And I, I just got it by the tips of my fingers. And um, as I turned and looked down as I was falling, I see the sideline right in front of my face. And I'm like, I, I couldn't even tell whether I was on the right side of it or the wrong side of it. Uh, all I could see was the white, that white line right in front of me. Uh, and then, I, you know, I just got up and I looked at the ref and he said I was in. So. It was all celebration from there. That's all. I mean, like, what's the what's the feeling like when you get up and you're like, holy stuff, I just did that? I mean, it was wild. I, I didn't really know how how cool it was until I saw after, uh, until I watched the film. And there was also this other angle. There was, there was a filmer there. There was another pretty cool angle of it. And uh, that's, like, one of the coolest videos I, I'll ever have. I'll keep that with me forever. And right, Rightfully so. Um, you know, switching back gears back to baseball, and we talked with Alex about this yesterday, obviously, but uh, the prospect for you of maybe playing alongside him in the outfield in baseball this year. That would be definitely, definitely be awesome. You know, playing fo- football with him pretty much my whole life. Uh, and I, I, mean, I used to play baseball with him, but we were never really next to each other like that. But there's a certain chemistry between the outfielders. Uh, I experienced it with some of my teammates last year. And uh, I think me and Alex would fit perfectly together out there. You, you guys have had to experience certainly, you know, the wackiest couple of years in educational history, you know, modern educational history, anyhow. And yet you've built this program um, in your collective image, I would say as seniors, um, which is to say a very close knit, very humble, a very hardworking, um, with, with my apologies, probably not the most physically talented and physically gifted bunch of guys. I guess in a time where the major obstacle that was created by COVID was forcing us to be apart physically, how in the world did you guys create that, what you have? I mean, uh, so obviously we weren't really in school together, but we were still finding ways to get together 
to find a field to play on together. Um, and we were really just making connections the whole off season, even though we didn't really have like, obviously you couldn't just stay at school and just stay on the turf after school. But, you know, we, we just were able to find ways that we could just get together and work. And uh, it, it built a great bond between all of us. And like, like you said, we're, we're, we're a pretty small group of guys, most of us, uh, excluding Brandon. Um, <laughs> but we, we found a way to make it work. Uh, and it, it was great. Yeah, it was, it was tough. But, I mean, we had, we had a choice. And, and I kind of think we knew in the back of our minds that us sitting around even just working out by ourselves was not going to help us in our junior and senior year uh, get back to where we were our sophomore year. So we knew that we had to work and, and kind of ignore some of the, the guidelines given. So we were outside. It's all good. We don't have to worry about that now. <laughs> we're all right. So, uh, you know, I just talked about you being a two-sport athlete. And actually, you know, before I even get to that, uh, I think if you were just like on the outside looking in, or you're maybe a Montgomery graduate listening to this and you're thinking about, you know, the natural rivalries that exist within your, you know, the school system, it's, you know, for a very long time, the rivalry was Montgomery Hillsboro. You know, that was the Thanksgiving game for so long. And then it felt like Immaculata kind of became a, you know, a big rival. Um, certainly 100 and central spans, you know, multiple sports where, where there's a big rivalry that exists. I don't know that anybody's jumping to Montgomery versus Scotch Plains, you know, as a, as a huge rivalry, but as I've learned more and more about what's happened over the last two years in the games between us and them, uh, I've learned uh, very quickly that how important that game was to you all and then now in hindsight for this team um you know and i'll let you guys speak to the bad blood after you know the game your junior year and you know just kind of what beating them meant to you this year um but i want you both to talk about after you get to that part of it the scene in the locker room after the scotch plains win because i know there was some fun stuff going on there but, but give me give me just kind of the big picture yeah so Junior year, well, actually, I'll start with sophomore year. We whooped them. We put 50 on, it was 50-14. The most, one of the most nonchalant football games I've ever played in. We just, we came out and we absolutely destroyed them. And I thought, I like to think we were pretty respectful about it. I mean, I guess there's not, I mean, it's not very respectful to put 50 on someone, but we, you know, we were, it's not like we were talking to them or, you know, posting stuff online after we just naturally scored 50 because we were that good. And then our junior year, they kind of played with that, like remembering that and, and they were just more motivated for that game than we were. And we, I mean, we wanted to win. We really did, but we didn't see it as a rivalry because we, even in our bad years before our sophomore year, we would still whoop them. Um, so them coming out and playing like that and taking it to us and then after the game calling us soft from across the field by the way not not during the game it was after uh we remembered that and i remember talking to coach Milich in the offseason he said if we win one game this year it's that game because 
we we don't take that from anybody, especially on our own field. So be able to to be able to dominate them the way we did this year um, meant a lot because they were a good team, and there's no doubt about that. But we took it to them. We wanted it so much more than them. And then I'll let Mark uh, say what happened after. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, one thing I just want to add, I believe they were favored by two scores. So that also yeah, added a little bit. That's true. We, we were trying to... Oh, F- FanDuel had it minus 12 or that? <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Simon Pincus is, is, yeah, is Pincus. the guy. And we don't like him very much, but hopefully he doesn't see that. <laughs> he, just, he just started following me on Twitter, actually. No, don't follow so... him. Back. We don't like Listen, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag him in this episode now when we post it on Twitter. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Mark, you want to take us to uh, what happened after the game? Yeah, so uh, I mean, obviously we made our way back into the locker room. We were feeling pretty good, uh, you know, and we we had some music going and we were all dancing, just having a great time. We we're just celebrating, you know. And then uh, in comes Coach Milich, and we we're you know we haven't really seen like. I don't want to say, I don't know how else to say. We haven't really seen like a super fun side of him. Uh, so we were expecting the human side, the human side yeah. of him. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say so, it for so you. So we were expecting, we were expecting maybe him to, I don't know, just walk through, maybe tell us to turn the music down a little. But to, to all of our surprise, he, he walks through and then he stops near the door to the coach's office. And, you know, he's, he's like, he, we don't, we don't know exactly what he's going to do. And then he just starts dancing with us. And then we all just start going crazy and, and everyone's energy is just building up, building up. And we're all just going crazy. Uh, we were trying to take some videos to just capture it. I, I don't think anyone managed to get, to get it. Nobody, though. I think we, got, we it. caught it just at the end, but um, that, yeah, that was definitely an awesome moment. So much fun in there. What actually happened was a couple of days before, like during that week, he was talking to me and Alex and he was like, if we, if we win this game, like I'll, I'll dance in the locker room. Like, saying something like that so then as he walked through he tried to get away and i was like hey coach don't don't think i forgot you're dancing like right now and he started dancing so it was great team loved it you clowns tape everything yeah there's nothing that happens on planet earth that someone isn't videotaping i don't ask very much of you all okay but just i even if it was just for my own personal files just so that we could bust his stones in like coaches group chats behind the scenes. The number of like gifts that I could have come up with, with the millage dancing could have been endless. Okay. So I, I would like you all to know that this is not something I'm going to forget anytime soon, but well, I'm happy you all enjoyed it. <laughs> no, it's what's, what's funny is I was a couple of days after the season, I was talking to Curry and I was saying, Take a ton of pictures and videos this basketball season because I regret living in the moment. I should have taken more pictures or this, not even just that, but just the entire way. Like, it's moments you're never going to forget. And I, I wish I took some more pictures and videos. Got to hire a, you know, possibly a small internet broadcasting company to document things a little bit more. You know, we're, listen, we're for hire. Christ. Let's get a, just a, a locker room camera up and, and just see what, see what you guys Listen, find. I got people. We got we could just hit the record button. We'll be all right. Edit it down later. Um, so, you know, you kind of have a, a season off now, Jenkins, in the middle of between football and baseball scholastically. But I'm well aware 
that there is a very, very intense rec hoop season on tap for all of you. I, I, and I say that jokingly, because I didn't realize how like bananas you guys are about this rec basketball thing. Tell me about it. No, yeah, it's, it's definitely a big deal. We like to take it very seriously, uh, especially uh, in our senior season. Obviously, we're, I'm trying to win. I, I, my team has never been good. I've never been on a good team. Uh, so I'm trying to make a change to that this year and uh, do whatever I can. I, I like to think of myself as a pretty good player. I, I scored 30 points as a sophomore, actually, in one game, which is like one of my all-time highlights, one of my all-time greatest moments in my life, 30 points in the rec league. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to see if I can replicate that and maybe make a run in the playoffs this year. I'm Brando. glad you enjoyed your 30-point game while I was in the championship. But, yeah, go ahead, Mr. Gold. Oh, oh, shots fired. Uh, I was getting to your championship game performance. Apparently, though I've heard it from you, you had a pretty stellar game in the championship uh, a, a little bit back. Besides I did. Uh, air quotes. I, put, uh, I put 13 on them. And I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, I was probably averaging around eight. So, so you know, I like to think my, my level of play increases as the games get more difficult. Uh, I also think I'm, you know, probably one of, one of the best in the pool that, uh, that can be drafted. I think I'm one of the best returning players. Um, and I'm just looking to pick up where I left off. I'm really excited. Oh, well, listen, uh... I, I would love to tell you that I, I'm going to come out and watch some of that, but I'm not going to. I just, I'll wait for the stories from you guys. So maybe, uh, the, maybe what, hey, what if, what if we're in, the, you know, like a good amount of us, like me and Mark are in the championship. Could, could we get the Meyer out there for that? I mean, that, uh, Listen, you just baby, said you're up for a hire. I mean, everything is available for now. the right, for the right price. And we'll, <laughs> we'll do it pretty much anything. <laughs> oh one one day i'm gonna actually i'll like i'll venmo you all like five dollars 25 years from now whenever i break even from when i started this in 2011 (laughs) about that that sounds good to me that's my promise to both of you on this podcast right now so congratulate me in 25 years (laughs) so anyway uh mark thanks man uh this is a lot of fun uh i regret that uh it took us this long to get you on but uh, maybe we can get you on uh, at some point during the hoop season because it's a long-ass hoop season, and we do this every week. So, you know, any kind of entertainment we can get, we'll take. Definitely. All right, this has been episode number three of five of the Muck and Meyer 2021 Montgomery High School football season in review. Make sure you tune back in uh, during your – 5 a.m. commutes or whatever it is, if anybody even commutes anymore for the last two episodes with Michael Schmelzer and Gavin Gadetti. All of that will lead us up to high school basketball season, which opens Friday, December 17th at home against Hillsboro. Brandon Fury, Mark Jenkins, Keith Glock. Thanks, boys. Later.